Welcome to the Benakiba Connects podcast, a podcast exploring the challenges and transformational technology in the insurance industry. Join us as we talk about industry issues and the technology, tactics, and tools that will help your business become a beneficiary first company. We are on a mission to help our clients become customer centric in their approach to claims management with powerful processes, customer experiences, and technology. Now, here's your host, Ashley Oxholm. Good morning and welcome to the Benakiva Connects podcast. I am your host, Ashley Oxholm, and I have the pleasure of talking with the former Senior VP Digital Business Development Lead for the Insurance for EXL, Keith Johnson. How are you doing today, Keith? I'm great, Ashley. Hope you're doing well as also. Yes. Forgive me if I got your title a little off, but you retired, what was it, last week? Yeah, I'm in my second week and enjoying a little bit of a different schedule, but also really excited about the InsurTech world and then what's going on there. Awesome. Well, for our listeners, like I said, Keith Johnson, formerly with EXL, who you know is a partner of Benakiva. Let's congratulate him on his big retirement. That is so exciting. Keith, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? Yeah, sure. So, you know, right now I'm an avid golfer and living in Southeast Georgia and trying to figure out exactly what I'm doing with the next phase of my life here. But, you know, I Prior to that, I spent 35 years in the insurance industry, 25 of them with Accenture as a a partner or senior director in their insurance practice. And then I joined EXL in 2012 and ran the life business at EXL for eight years and and spent the last three years really leading the digital solutions, M&A, partnerships, piece for the insurance practice at EXL. That is awesome. And for our listeners, we are also partnered with Accenture. So Accenture and EXL are both one of Benakiva's partners. And we've worked, I mean, EXL is probably our most developed partnership and has been one of our most beneficial partnerships, but we've really truly been thankful for both Accenture and EXL. So we ask everybody this because it is the question How did you end up working within the insurance industry? Because no one intentionally ends up in insurance, but no one leaves once they're here. Yeah. So, you know, Ashley, it's funny you ask that and you say that because I ask people that all the time as I've been going through my career. And I just, I was actually at an event that Zurich sponsored a couple weeks ago and asking a bunch of Zurich executives how they ended up in insurance and they all had the same answer too. So for me, it was kind of a, I joined a big consulting firm and my second really assignment was for a company called the New England, which was eventually bought by Met. So I did an image and workflow project for them and then went and spent six years consulting to Hancock. And from there, I just kind of stayed and did like everybody else did. So ended up doing a lot of kind of management consulting, organizational design stuff, IT transformation. And then eventually got to EXL and where we did a lot of business process outsourcing, a large analytics practice, and then really helped to develop the technology side of the business. So at EXL, I I ran a software company. So LifePro is owned and operated by by EXL. 
building the big TPA business and all that is kind of what led me to, to Ben Akiva initially. So that's kind of the long answer to how I started in insurance and ended in insurance. No, and that's good because that leads me to my next question. How on earth did you hear about Ben Akiva? And tell me a little bit how about that partnership between EXL and Ben Akiva developed. Yeah, you know, so like a lot of folks, I spend a lot of time going to some of the different conferences. So it was probably back in 2018, I went to dig in down in Austin and Ben Akiva, I was there actually doing a panel uh, with a number of clients talking about what was happening in the insurance market and transformation and things like that. And I just happened to get a demo of or see a demo of what Ben Akiva was doing and had a chance to meet Brent. And I think Bobby was there as well. And uh, really just use that as a springboard to get to know the team a little bit. Yeah. And then from there, the relationship kind of grew over the years. It was kind of a very beneficial, what's the right word? There was a very opportune scenario for EXL to partner with Ben Akiva around claims and with LifePro. So LifePro has gone through a major technology transformation over the last few years. The whole platform has been rewritten. It's now digitally native in the cloud. But one of the decisions that we made a few years ago was to not actually redo the claims component of LifePro, but instead partner with Ben Akiva. And so today when folks go out and they buy LifePro or use LifePro as part of EXL's TPA solution, they actually get access to the Ben Akiva platform kind of as a all-in type of bundled solution. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was very beneficial to EXL. We didn't have to go through and spend the time and money to rebuild our claims solution. And it was obviously, I think, really beneficial to Ben Akiva because it gave them access to, well, it got them installed at some new clients and obviously gave them access to EXL's distribution channel. And so what started as just a, hey, you're the claim solution and EXL's policy admin solution is now Ben Akiva, you know, is a major part of EXL's overall TPA ecosystem and a key partner to what they're trying to do as that's the fastest growing of EXL's life insurance practice today. Absolutely. Okay, so we're talking about LifePro here. And for our listeners, Brent Williams, our founder and CEO, was able to hop on here. So, hey, Brent, how you doing today? Good, good. So, you see Keith. <laughs> yes, Keith. Tell us exactly, for our listeners who don't know what LifePro is. Yeah, sure. So, LifePro is an end-to-end life insurance administration platform. So, it covers everything from application entry through underwriting, new business issue, all the way through policy administration and claims. Also does agency management, commissions, all those types of things. You know, the, really the strengths of LifePro are, it's been around for a long time. So therefore it's got a ton of breadth of functionality. But as we talked a little bit earlier, it's also been through that complete technology transformation. So it's now, you know, cloud native and all service enabled, which is really giving folks really the best of both worlds, right? So instead of having a kind of a startup platform that's got very limited functionality, you get access to full functionality, but you're also getting that updated technology platform. 
And as I said before, you know, from a claims perspective, rather than re-architecting the whole claims thing, that's really where the first the partnership with Ben Akiva came about. And LifePro partnered with Ben Akiva so that Ben Akiva is really LifePro's claims component now. And Brent, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, how that partnership came to be and what that means for our carriers who go with LifePro as their admin system and what they're getting on the Benakiva claims side of that. Yeah, it's a great story. If I remember correctly, I think it was Keith that reached out to me, a mutual carrier of ours. So, so a client of theirs and a client of ours said, you need to meet Brent at Benakiva. And so Keith and I got connected and, you know, long story short, you know, Keith said, I've heard Benakiva come up in a couple of clients. Who the heck is Benakiva? And so we started that conversation and, you know, it was very, in the beginning, it was very much like most admin conversations. You know, I would say, well, we digitized the claims process from intake to pay out everything in between. And he's like, well, don't admin systems do that? And like, well, they do some pieces of it, but they don't do everything. And so we got on a demo scenario and showed them the demo of, you know, this is where the admin system does this functionality. And then we take it from here and do all this other stuff. And so that led into the, like Keith says, the LifePro partnership. And then, of course, the partnership has grown from there. And, and now we're doing lots of other things for EXL too. So it's been a great. Absolutely. Program. So for our carriers, tell them what they're getting with Benakiva as part of LifePro. Yeah, and most admin companies, most admin systems will say they do claims. Every single one of them says we do claims. And they do a certain portions or functions of a claim because they have to as the policy admin system. They have to have that capability. What we say is, you know, we take claims from intake to payout and everything in between. It's the everything in between that we do really well. You know, and once you install the Benakiva system and it's connected to an admin system that has some of that two-way communications back and forth, very much like Keith said, you know, LifePro's done a really good job at modernizing to where now they have services, microservices, and all of these different things that our platform can trigger, um, which means a carrier, typically when you walk into a carrier claim staff, they're sitting in front of multiple monitors. They've got multiple applications open each monitor. Some of those applications are the multiple admin systems that they're having to go in and suspend a policy or do some of these admin functionalities. Whereas once you connect the Benakiva platform to those admin systems, now from a claims perspective, they literally live, breathe, and play in Benakiva. They don't even need to go to the admin systems anymore. So it just you know allows our carrier claims staff to focus on claims as opposed to some of those, you know admin type tasks where we just let the system take care of that. That's awesome. For our listeners, EXL and Benakiva have been partnered for quite a while now, and it's a strong partnership that we're certainly honored to be a part of. But now we're going to shift a little bit and we're going to talk about what the future holds for the insurance industry. And, and Keith, with your years of experience under your belt, even though now you're living that retirement dream, what do you think the next five years holds for the insurance industry? Yeah, so I've actually been having this conversation with a number of analysts over the last couple of months, especially as I'm kind of leading up to retirement. Everybody wanted to kind of get an opinion. So what I tell everybody is, first of all, five years is way too long, right? So 
I have no idea what's going to happen in the next five years. So let's kind of shorten that timeline a little bit down to maybe the next two, maybe three years. There's a lot of opportunity in the insurance space. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for insurers. It'll just be interesting to see whether or not insurance companies are able to take advantage. Um, so the two big trends going on, you know, one is, has been going on for quite a while now, and that's around the customer experience side, right? So how as a life annuity carrier, it's the same on the PNC side, but we'll focus on life and annuity. How can the life and annuity carrier really improve the customer experience and make it more engaging for their policyholders or their stakeholders, you know, whether they be policyholders, beneficiaries, whomever. So you've got a big play around customer experience and trying to improve that. And then you have two really technology trends that are enabling and in some ways disrupting that. So one is obviously data, right? So, right, we create more data in an hour now than we did in the last year, right? And that's almost true every hour, right? There's so much data out there. And so the opportunity for organizations to do something with that data, which has a lot in my mind to do with personalization and customer experience. So how can I use the data to provide a more personalized product, personalized experience for my end customer? And then the second is generative AI. And what is that going to do for the insurance market? So you can easily see plays with generative AI in the customer experience space, right? So for the call center, for the chat, just for regular interactions, right? How can we make it better, faster, cheaper for our policyholders and stakeholders to engage? But then you can see how are we using generative AI to underwrite better, to manage the claim better, to create that personalized product, right? There's lots of real opportunity there. And we all know that life and annuity isn't typically at the forefront of technology adoption, but I think this is an opportunity for the carriers and the brokers to really step up in that space and use this new technology because frankly, no one else has figured out how to do this either. So it's a great opportunity to, I think, do some pretty innovative things. Absolutely. Brent, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. You know, I've said for a while now that, you know, a lot of the new technology isn't going to change the world all by itself. It's about finding, you know, where the piece of technology can add true value in the experience or the process or whatever you're trying to change and then test it. If it works, great. Expand the use of that technology in your organization even more. If it doesn't, move on. You know, you tried it, it didn't work, move on to another scenario. But I think it's, you know, we saw this years ago when blockchain came out. Everybody was talking about blockchain, right? It's going to change the industry. Well, guess what? There's very few carriers even leveraging. It's, you know, we leverage it in the claim space in some instances because from a litigation perspective, we believe the technology can solve some of those litigation issues. So in that scenario, it makes sense. But does it make sense in every scenario of the insurance industry? Probably not. You know, but these new tools, you know, the chat, chat tools, the GPT that, that, you know, a lot of people are talking about right now, it's about saying, okay, there's a new piece of technology that does this really well. 
can we add it to a use case? Can we add it to a specific use case and test that use case? If it makes sense, great. Expand the use cases. If it doesn't, move on. And I think that's the part that a lot of carriers struggle with is the move on piece. It's mm-hmm. you've invested a little time, effort, resources, money into this process. And instead of looking at that as, you know, we learned that it doesn't work for this use case, maybe it works for other use cases, they look at that as almost like a failure. And it's really not. You've just identified that it doesn't work for that specific use case. Now, move on to another use case. So I think that over the next three to five years, there's going to be lots of changes with these newer technologies coming to the forefront. But I've also said that a lot of carriers are in a position where they can't even leverage some of these new technologies because they have all these different desperate systems. They don't communicate with each other. There isn't a data lake. There isn't an API service layer. There isn't those things in the carrier to allow them to take advantage of some of these new technologies. And that's where, you know, kind of interesting for Benakiba has been an accelerant for us because it's a it was an unintended consequence for us that we've almost become this, for lack of a better term, this orchestration layer. And it's allowing carriers to try some of that stuff. We've got multiple use cases where they've tried some things. Some worked, some didn't. You know, the ones that didn't, guess what? We turn them off, move on. <laughs> so maybe actually I can just, if you don't mind, I'll just build on two things that Brent said. You know, one, definitely agree that the speed of adoption is going to be driven by how service enabled, right, the carrier is, right? Because these new technologies obviously require that you get access to the data. And so that's definitely a barrier that has to be gotten over. And then the second kind of to the use case point, I think we all remember robotics, right? And how robotics hit the scene back in, you know, 2018, 2019. And there's a, geez, 80% of jobs are going to get automated away. Yeah. Right. And obviously we learned that didn't really come to pass. It's not because the technology was wrong, but it's back to the use case, right? Yeah. What we quickly found out is those organizations that had deep domain expertise from a service perspective, this is one of the places that EXL really, really had some shiny moments was, hey, as deep domain experts, we could figure out where does the robotics piece actually fit in the process? And how do you get man and machine to work together? It's the same thing with generative AI, right? There are places where it is absolutely going to automate 95, 96, 97% of a particular use case. And there are places where it just doesn't have a role at all. And so really understanding the processes and the interactions becomes critical to helping to figure out how do I use those technologies in the most effective way. Yep. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when I talk to carriers, I have the privilege of talking to carriers from the people who are in the thick in the middle of it, as well as your big decision makers, I get to talk to all of them. And so I get a lot of feedback. And I think a lot of times, when we talk about from a claims perspective of automation, automation, they're thinking like, we're going to lose jobs, we're going to lose jobs. And, you know, I'm like, no, I think the better way to look at it is, you're going to be freed up to do the things that really take person's attention to do and all of this other little things that have been automated you no longer have to worry about 
and just changing that shift specifically within the insurance industry as these new technologies develop, that automation and this technological development is a good thing. It's the robots are probably not all going to take over. You know, technology <laughs> probably isn't going to take over. And I'm going to knock on wood because, you know, God help us if it does. Not, but not yet, at least. <laughs> yeah, not yet, at least. And so I think, you know, speaking to that part of what the carriers, as someone who used to process claims for a large carrier that's now a client of Ben and Kiva's, you know, that's their concern. And it's like, are we going to lose our jobs? No, no. I, if you're listening, you're not going to lose your job, but you are going to be freed up to do a lot more and a lot easier, you know, and you're going to have that for you. So we're going to and go ahead. Interesting. You said that because it reminded me of the research, you know, remember we did a lot of research before writing one line of code in Benakiba and two of the pieces of research that we got wrong or I got wrong was one. I felt that the IT organization would be the last people to say yes to Benakiba. And that has been debunked. Once IT people see the platform, they want the platform from an IT perspective. But the second piece and the more larger piece, I think, from a sales perspective of Benakiba was we felt the claim staff would actually look at our platform as a competitor to jobs. And, you know, to date, knock on wood, I don't know of any of our clients that have actually let staff go after they installed Benakiba. I don't know of any one of them that did. But what we have heard is, is countless stories of, oh my gosh, now I get to spend the time talking to that beneficiary through the grieving process while she's you know, going through this process of her husband passing away. There are lots of really cool stories of that, which kind of ties to what Keith and I were talking about earlier, the experience, right? Yes. You've got to give that better experience. And my contention is currently you can't give them a better experience because you're kind of heads down doing the day-to-day tasks of that overall claims process. Absolutely, Brent. And one thing I've heard from carriers, I have two things to say. The first is one thing I've heard from carriers that it has helped is to retain new hires. Their overturn has gone, you know, way down when they utilize Benakiva because, you know, we have younger generations coming into the workforce, specifically those processing claims. If you're doing an entry-level job into claims, you're probably right out of college. You know, Mm -hmm. you're a younger generation of person. And man, it was dated when I did it. And what I was doing now has been dated. I mean, it bothers me that like 10 years ago was 2013, but that's where I'm at in life. So the second piece to that is one of our carriers, they call it their missional moment. And it's where they talk about truly being able to help their members in that time of grieving and that time of hardship where they were able to truly like fulfill their mission as a carrier. And I think that's what we're talking about, you know, that member experience for them is having, being able to walk through this process of claiming your life insurance and the person's actually able to speak with you and communicate with you and actually really be a person that's helping you on one of the worst days of your life. And for me, as someone who's soft-hearted, I love that Ben Akiva gets to do that and, and gets to help people do that. You know, I always wanted to help people in life and it feels good knowing that still happens, even though I work within the corporate world. So let's shift a little bit and let's talk advice or what did we call it last time, Brent? We, we're not going to use the word advice anymore. We're going to use like opportunities yes. for the insurance carriers. So 
what would you say, Keith, is the opportunity out there for insurance carriers? Yeah, so, you know, I talked a little bit about it before, right? I think it's an opportunity to really use the technology that's out there to reinvent their public image, right? To engage more with the consumers and customers that they currently have. But I think the bigger opportunity, frankly, is how to use the technology to create more personalized products for the mass uninsured or underinsured, which is probably the biggest challenge and opportunity in the life and annuity space. You know, very few people wake up in the morning and say, hey, let's go buy life insurance. I mean, yeah, there are those seminal moments that that take place and you wake up and go, oh my gosh, I need life insurance. But there's a lot of folks that don't think about it or don't think they can afford it. And it's really that the opportunity to use the data to create the personalization and create product almost at the individual level that I think is the great opportunity that's sitting out there. And I think those carriers that can take advantage of that, there's a very large market out still sitting out there to, to get access to and to bring in. What about you, Brent? What is your opportunity for carriers? What do you think that looks like? Well, I think the opportunity Keith spoke of has been an opportunity for decades now. I don't think any carrier does a really great job at going, you know, at least on the life insurance side to the masses. But I've always said, you know, when you can take, the carriers are always focused on going and getting more business. Every carrier is out there wanting to focus on driving new business, which is understandably so. I mean, they need to bring more policyholders on, which adds more you know, money to the pool so that we can all have insurance. And some people are going to file claims, some are not. But I've often said, very much like Keith said, you know, I've never sold a life insurance policy to an individual that they were hoping to use it. <laughs> you're not hoping to use it. No. But what you want is when you do use it, the claims process is quick, efficient, and it's not a burden on the beneficiaries or the people file processing those claims. But from an opportunity perspective, I said early on when we first started down the path of Benakiva, I said for years, the real opportunity for Benakiva, Benakiva will be a great company being a claims and servicing platform. No doubt about it. Be a wonderful company. However, when you can take that claims process, which is an expense on the balance sheet, and with rules, roles, and data, create a revenue opportunity for the carrier on the back end, that's when we make huge change in the industry. When you look at a carrier today on the life insurance side alone, when a death claim check is sent to a beneficiary, less than 3% of those assets come back into the organization. When you look at some of these organizations that are sending out $900 million a year in benefit payments, if we could get two or three more percent, that's a huge number. Imagine if we could drive that to 10%. That's an astronomical number. If you could take that experience and create that better claims experience, and during the process, educate the beneficiary on why now they need life insurance. I think we can not only drive retention opportunities for the carrier, but we could also solve Keith's scenario of more life insurance to the masses. 
Absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, as a former advisor who had a very substantial advisory practice, the easiest life insurance policy I ever sold was to someone I just handed a benefit to. Absolutely. I don't have to explain features and benefits. They literally just felt it. And it was easy for me to say, hey, let's earmark a small portion of this and let's get you and your spouse covered so that your kids have the same experience at some point in the future. Again, right. nobody buys life insurance hoping to use it. No, but everybody wishes they had it when they don't and need it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much. And for, to our listeners, thank you so much. Head over to Benakiva Connects on our website to listen to all of our podcasts. And everybody, you guys have a great day. Thanks, Thanks. Ashley. Thanks, Brent. Yeah, it's fun. Thanks for joining us this week on the Benakiva Connects podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.benakivaconnects.com slash podcast, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you liked this show, you might want to check out a demo of our software. Simply go to www.benakiva.com and click request a demo. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode where we will continue setting the digital foundation for end-to-end -end claims and servicing transformation. <laughs>